We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Casual Friday Talk Buffalo Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I am Patrick Moran. Again, Casual Friday. That means, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host of the Maintenance Day Podcast, also author of the Norad Hockey Substack, my buddy, Joe Yurden. What's up, dude, man? How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's a, it's it's a it's a nice day. It's good to be back. Good to be doing this. You know, it's my birthday. I oh, was man. trying to figure. Happy I was birthday, figure, man! You know, I was trying to figure out a way of subtly uh, working my birthday in here, so <laughs> no, I can just be blunt. Shout out myself, and then I'm like, you know, there is no subtle ways. I'm just gonna come on and say it. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you wish me a happy birthday because I deserve it. That's right. He does. He does. Look at all the stuff he's doing, man. Those guy a party for crying out loud. You see him out. You see him out in the bars. Get him. A, get him a beer. Just get him some wings. Yeah, you know, make, make them good wings though. Just good. You know. Well, there, there's not a lot of bad wings in Buffalo. Now, if That's this true. was Florida, it would be few and far between. But <laughs> Buffalo's not bad. And by the way, in all seriousness, so it is Friday. You're listening to this. Um, I did also want to shout out. My girl, Chrissy Kimmich, she's the president of the Bills Mafia Babes. It's her birthday on Thursday as we're taping this. I love that girl, man. She's really cool. She does a lot of cool things. Plus, I've become nice. really good friends with her over the last couple of years. So happy birthday to her as well. Funny story, and Joe pointed this out. Thank God he pointed this out. And we talked a little bit before we started taping. So if you listen to the show regularly on Fridays, you already know that our favorite thing to do is near the end, we always do a starting five draft. We do a pop culture topic. And we draft a roster of five guys or girls or whatever the topic may be right. for that week. Anyway, Dr. Strange is coming out this week. And I also recently, if you follow me on Twitter, you know this because I have been like posting and tweeting like crazy fucking annoying people <laughs> with my reviews. But I watched all 27 MCU films, which I had never done before. I've seen a handful of them before. And other ones I watched, but like I didn't pay attention. I had no context of what was going on. It was just confusing. I guess I just like some of the action scenes, whatever. But I went back and I actually watched all of them over the last, not even a month. I started on April 12th and I got done a couple of days ago. I can't believe it. <laughs> what else so I many movies. It, it oh is. Oh my God. Well, not just movies. So I watched <laughs> all 27 with a couple of days of spare. And now I'm addicted to this shit. I'm like, put this into my veins. I watched. Now, I did watch WandaVision last year. I kind of sort of knew what was going on. 
but I already watched um what was oh Loki. The, Loki was a six episode one on Disney Plus that I just watched mm-hmm. last couple of days. It's kind of yeah. and then there's a what if series, which I've actually found really fascinating. I didn't want to watch it, but now I'm kind of in the middle of it. Oh, and and that's that, uh, the animated series, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I, Bruce Nolan, shout out to him, man. He told me, he goes, you got to watch this. He goes, it might have something to do with Doctor Strange, like with the movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And just, you need to watch it anyway. So I did, and it's actually been really fascinating. But anyway, every week we kind of, you know, we talk, usually I'm somewhere Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday. And I'm like, all right, let's do this this week for our draft. And I came at you with MCU characters. So I sit there and, you know, I, I made a list of my 10. I like to make a list of 10 in case, you know, you're going to take some of the ones that I like as well. And then just an hour or so before we started taping, Joe's like, uh, we already did these. Like what? <laughs> I didn't remember. I had to go back and look. So we've done some, we've done 41 in these drafts. So this will yeah. be 42. And I was like, lo and behold, we did do, an MCU characters draft. It was one of those that you whip my ass in. Um, Listen, <laughs> if we, so, if we broke it down by those, that would that's 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 getting getting a little wild. <laughs> I know, but anyway, so all right, so we did characters. It is my birthday. I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke that, and also Doctor Strange coming out this week. We're gonna do MCU movies, and this is literally gonna be on the fly because we just. Again, yeah. we usually decide a day or two before, so we got some time to kind of think on it. You know, this is wing, literally going to be on the fly. Listen, you're you're the king of wings in the city. Wing it, we're going to wing it for this. Yeah. And you've also <laughs> basically said, "Hey, Joe, just take this one for my birthday, please." Just <laughs> no, don't take it. For just my go, birthday. just go fourteen, fifteen sabers, and just just well, dump this on purpose. Just don't, give up, don't, give up hundred shots a game, and just just let it go. Don't take it, but. I'm taking goals. Eternals first. How about Keep I do that? <laughs> go ahead. That's dead last. I, I, I'll give you a spoiler alert. I will, not, stunk, man. <laughs> I will not be drafting Eternals. I did 27 <laughs> movies. I, I power rank literally everything I ever watched. So that was dead last. So I promise you, horrible. I will not be taking uh, Eternals. And we'll get there, like I said, a little bit later in, in the show. Let's start with the Bills. Now, we did. Kyler Elam was drafted in the first round, and we taped really, really late last week. We taped last Thursday, right after the first round concluded. So we kind of, you know, we both had our thoughts on that, but not with a little, but that was like literally minutes afterwards mm-hmm. with a full week to, to reflect on it, just generally speaking. And again, I ha- and I have to say this, unlike a lot of podcasts that are Buffalo related out there, and I love this, I, I think this is a good thing. Joe is not a Buffalo Bills fan. We've said right. it many times. Joe's a Buffalo Bills watcher. He mm-hmm. lives here. He obviously pays close attention to the Bills and to the Sabres, but he's not necessarily a fan, which I like because I feel like I'm always going to get an objective opinion from you. Whereas I try, and I think I do better than most Bills podcasters out there. But from time to time, I get a little bit homerish. You know, I get a little bit of emotion in the things because Says the, the fan guy wearing comes a Bills out. hat while saying this. Yeah. yeah. As I'm literally taping this, wearing a Bills hat, I just wear it because it's black. You know what? I'm going to put a piece of tape no, over it. No, don't do that. That look way piece worse. Of, piece of white tape over it or that'd be something. Like, like that'd that. be like you trading the Bills. Like, you're just like, I ah, know, I'm done with these guys. I'm taping over this. If Joe's, if, if you're watching this on YouTube, Joe's referring to this black Buffalo Bills hat that I have on right now. But anyway, my, my point is this. I feel like I'm always going to get an honest evaluation from you, and there's not going to be any sentiments towards it when it comes to the Bills. All right, so Kyler Elam in the first, uh, James Cook running back in the second, and then they went linebacker in the third with Terrell Bernard, 
and then a wide receiver in the fifth, Khalil Shakir, uh, a guy who a lot of people like who think that that could be a, a good sleeper value pick for the Bills. We won't talk about the guys at the end of the draft because, no. I, I frankly, at this time anyway, I really don't think that that's worth it. But look at this, the Bills draft, when you look at it as a whole right now, what did you think of it when in terms of what they needed, in terms of the, maybe the players themselves, value, things like that? What's your take now that we've had pretty much a full week to reflect on yeah. this draft? Yeah, you know, I, I I like that they did go with uh with a secondary guy the first. I like I like the pick at Elam. We talked about that uh mm-hmm. last week. I, I think that was a that was a good pick, it's a smart pick. You know, it's a cover cover your ass thing for for Trey White, and it's a guy you can develop in case you know things things get a little bit wild. Um the James Cook pick is really interesting. Um I know uh, it, people have been hung up on them drafting a running back for, for a couple of years now, because you know, the, the thought was that Singletary might not be the guy. And I just keep thinking back. And it, it's one of those things where I get conflicted because sometimes you get, you know, like a guy in the NHL season will have a hot last couple of weeks of the season. You'd be like, Oh wow. Yeah. That that's the guy to get. And then I think about it in the football term is like, yeah, Singletary basically had exactly that happen. And so now I don't know exactly what to believe. Now, you know, the, the the final games of an NFL season are a bit different than the final games of an NHL season. Like the Bills were going to the playoffs. The Bills had super you know, have Super Bowl, you know, hopes and you know possibilities. So getting a running back and a running game going late in the season is like, uh oh, that's a new weapon. Look out. But getting another running back, I mean, I don't know. Like you know, you, you drafted Zach Moss for this uh what a year, two years ago to be, you know, to be like that change of pace guy with Singletary and that it's like, eh, maybe he's not working out right. I don't know. And then, you know, Singletary was like kind of disappointing in some ways. So you're just like, oh no, we don't have any running backs. And now you're adding another back to the, to the backfield. And I'm just kind of like, you know, listen, Cook had a great season with Georgia. He's a, seems like he's a really good back. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if you have other pressing needs there. Like, I don't know, maybe add a, add a receiver. I don't know. Like that's, that's what I that's what I would have thought, but um, but yeah, I'm a little little hesitant on on that pick. Uh, and then like third round for Bernard out of out of Baylor. Listen, another linebacker can't hurt. Like, and you're looking at a future where you know maybe Edmonds isn't going to be around after this season. You know, like there there's there's those things in play. So you know that's that's yeah that's fine. Like that's that's totally okay. You know, I love the Shakir pick. I think that's I think that's a super guy to pick up. That's that's I mean, I talked about receiver. Like that's the guy that I, that I'm that that I think would excite me. And that you know, listen, punt god, I don't care. <laughs> punt god, I, I forgot about I, punt god. Yeah, punt god. Punt yeah, god. I just I don't care, man. Punt god was not the first punter taken in this draft, by the way, and punt god was not the second punter taken in this draft either he's still punt guy but he yeah. he wasn't I mean, not enough to be the first or second player. yeah listen it, i mean you can, he can hammer the ball like that it's cool he can kick it for distance i'd almost rather have a guy that could kick it you know maybe 10 yards fewer but like 20 yards higher in the air mm-hmm. <laughs> you know get that hang time to make sure like if you can place it and, and make sure the guy ain't gonna return it like that's great but like if you're you know if you're stuck you know if they, say say they get stuck back deep in their own end and they're just like, all right, this guy's going to get his field position. Well, geez, if he hits line drives, that guy's going to return it pretty quickly. Like you're not, you're not getting the the field position you're thinking for. So, 
we'll see. We'll see. Like, you know, like Tim Graham pointed out, like if punt God can't hold, he ain't going to stick around. So, right. You know, like that's, that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, and I, and you know, I guess the guy can hold a little bit. He was doing trick holds and stuff in, in high school or college and stuff. So yeah, the problem, whatever, we'll him, the, the problem with him not holding in college is because he also was kicking field goals. Now right. it's like, do that in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree pretty much with, with everything you said. And I wanted to wait, like I did a, a podcast earlier this week, but I really didn't talk about the draft as a whole because I wanted to wait to talk uh, with you today. I agree with a lot what you said. We talked about Kyrie Elam last week. I will say this, and, and let me preface this too, by the way. I do have faith in this organization to make picks. Uh, I want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. That said, and Bruce Nolan tweeted something along these lines. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but nobody's ever right 100% of the time. And when you're not right 100% of the time, that means you could be wrong. And we're entitled to our opinions. And there's nothing I hate more than when fans are out there no matter what the pick is, in being we trust, in being we trust. All right, well, I do trust Brandon Bean, but that does not mean that I have to like every pick he makes. It does not mean that I could question if I would have done something differently, if mm-hmm. I think this pick is wrong. But when it comes to Elam, I do like him. I do like the pick. I like the position, especially. I understand it. It makes all the sense in the world. I liked Kyler Gordon. Well, hold on. A lot of people liked Kyler Gordon. I liked Andrew Booth Jr. a lot. But I've heard a lot of things with him in terms of medicals and other stuff like that. As I'm hearing more, the Elon pick makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I still kind of wish the Bills would have moved up two more spots and taken Trent McDuffie. I just feel like he might be a safer player than Kyler Elam. But Elam, and we've heard the word toolsy a lot over the past week. He really is toolsy, and he, and he is a really good fit from what we've seen. And we've heard him speak now, and, and he, I mean, he seems like a great culture fit for this team. Mm-hmm. And he's going to work his ass off. And I think he's really going to embrace Buffalo. So those things, I'm not saying they don't matter. They do matter. I like the pick. I got no real problem with James Cook. All right. This is the one that to me, that's fascinating because mm-hmm. after the draft, I should have put these tweets up on the screen so I could give myself some more self-credit besides just wishing myself a happy birthday here after night one of the draft. And, and also the next morning, I flat out tweeted that I wanted James Cook. In fact, Friday morning, I said, good morning to James Cook only. That was my tweet. So I did want him. So I was quite clearly excited when the Bills drafted him. And they traded back twice to get him. He's a different kind of running back. He has not taken Devin Singletary's spot. He is, if you're a Patriots fan, you know James White very well. Pass catching, running back out of the backfield. Catches the ball like crazy. That's James Cook in a nutshell. Uh, he, He wasn't even like the, he wasn't, the workhorse running back at Georgia. I mean, this is not a guy who's going to carry the ball 15 to 20 times a game. He'll carry the ball five to 10 times a game. He'll catch the ball to the backfield. He gives the Bills a, a weapon that this offense did not have. I like Singletary. He played really well at the end of the year, but he's not really a pass-catching running back. I mean, he can catch the ball, but that's not what he does. Mm-hmm. Ditto with Zach Moss. So I like the pick because it fills something very specific. That said... There's a lot of people out there saying you could have got him around later and mm-hmm. that you didn't need to take him in the second round. I don't really agree with that, though. Yeah, You got a position on your offense, and it might be the one thing this offense was lacking. I mean, obviously, I don't need to talk about Josh Allen or Diggs or Davis. You already know what they bring to the table. Dawson Knox, too. Mm-hmm. And they got a good backup tight end in O.J. Howard so they can run different personnel. But now you got a guy who's coming out of the backfield who, who 
to line up in the slot, he can create matchup problems. So I like the pick for that. I understand why it's not quite as well received maybe mm-hmm. with, well, not necessarily fans because they receive literally yeah. anything the Bills right. do. But like people around the league, you know, so I like that pick. The linebacker in the third round, I'd be lying if I said I knew a lot about him. I know he's undersized. He's talented. Mm-hmm. He's a good leader, highly skilled, good blitzer, undersized. Sounds like Matt Milano coming out of college. I, I thought you were describing him. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yes, you were describing Matt Milano right there. just like Matt Milano coming out of college. And I'll say this, man. Milano's been banged up for the last couple of years at times. Mm-hmm. Edmonds was hurt last year. So if you could get a guy in the third round, and instead of, you know, like, it'd be nice. Who doesn't want to get a starter in the third round? Right. But if you got a guy who could come in and he's going to be better than the backups you have right now, and, you know, so he's an upgrade with depth, if one of your linebackers get hurt, Mm-hmm. And good. And maybe he becomes, maybe it's Edmonds or maybe it's even Milano a year or two from now who yeah. they don't keep long-term and you got your guy. I personally wanted a guard. I, I thought they could get a guard who could come in and, and definitely start next year. If Roger Saffold's only here one and done. And there were two guards that I liked that went immediately after that pick. And uh, no, wasn't happy about that. Shakir in the fifth. I did hear about him. He is your future slot guy. I think he, Jamison Crowder's here now. He can take over that role next year. He's like a kind of Cole Beasley type player in terms of, you know, what he brings to the table on the field. Just really highly productive guy. And then you talked about Punt God and there's other guys, but we're not going to talk about them today. Yeah, Punt God's look, he can boom the shit out of the ball. It's a great name to have, Punt God. I've oh, seen yeah. 26 shirts already. He's got a shirt out, Punt God, which by the way, I'm sure I'm going to buy that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got to he's got to be able to hold. He's got to be able to kick directionally. He's gonna have to be mm-hmm. able to you know sac- learn how to sacrifice a little bit of length because he'll outkick the coverage sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot to learn. But it was cool to take him just because he was such a popular right. name uh, during the process. I would consider the Bills draft now that it's over practical and sensible. Definitely not sexy. Like some mm-hmm. teams had much better drafts on paper. Yeah, and sexy. But we also know Joe, not just football. I mean, you cover hockey, man. Sometimes the draft looks great on paper and doesn't amount to shit. So, yeah. I mean, it's always wait and see. But this felt like a very practical draft for me, you know? Practical. Practicals, I think that's a good word. Uh, I look at it in some ways as the, these are a lot of, like, they're practical picks, but they're also kind of luxury picks. Like, the way you describe sure. Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you describe Cook like he can do one yep. thing very specifically very good. And it's like, okay, well, that's nice, but. You know, is he going to be able to do some of that other stuff that a running back needs to do? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, how well does how, how well will he be able to do those things at the that's NFL a great point. level? Um, you know, it, it, you know, if these guys do very specific things, I mean, like that's listen. If 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 you had a roster, if you could have a roster big enough where you could have guys that just do certain things really well, I mean, I mean, a you'd probably tip off what you're going to do most of the time if you just run them out there and you're like, okay, this guy's out here. It's like, well, they're going to do this, um, but like. You know, it's a good position. Like, it's a nice position to be in where you can be like, okay, well, our running backs don't this don't do this one thing very specifically well. Well, this guy does it. Okay, cool. You know, then then you can you can plan some you can plan some plays around that. Get some formations around that. Maybe you know, de- certainly use him as a decoy. You know, if, if people see him out there, they're like, oh, it's gonna go to this guy, or you know, keep an eye on him. You know, maybe that loosens up the coverage for you know a Davis underneath, or you know, or Diggs underneath or long or something like that. Like that's that's a nice thing to be able to do. Um, but but like, I mean, if you're looking for home run hitters, second, third, fourth, fifth rounds, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot to ask. You know, that that's 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 a lot to ask. But you know, a lot of the way these things work is 
the right guy in the right place with the right set of coaches, anything can work out well. Sure. Like that's, you know, that, that's the key thing. People, people have been practicing a lot of, you know, uh, changing history, but like Allen's almost very specifically what that was, you know, you put Josh Allen on the jets. Does he turn out this way? Nope. No. Like you put Josh Allen on the lions. Does he turn out this way? No, absolutely not. Like right situation, right coaches, right people. And, you know, on his part too, the right motivation and the right work ethic. So, you know, you need guys that, that kind of follow that, that sort of same way of going about things. And I think that's where a lot of what Bean uh, and McDermott too, like they're looking into these guys, you see a lot of talk about like high care, you know, high character profile guys. And, you know, like that's, that's good for selling, you know, for selling to people just be like, Oh yeah, this guy's not going to get in trouble. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, I don't think that's it, not necessarily that it's just that, you know, these guys high character means like they're going to take care of themselves and they're also going to work, work their ass off to, sure. to get in the lineup and, and to, to be a productive player. You know, those are dude, you just dropped two really good fucking takes right there. And that was kind of got me. <laughs> Not because, a football guy, right here. By the yeah, way, yeah, that's that's why I'm that's why I'm almost excited. That's like, well, I'm gonna wait to talk some Bills draft with Joe. I'm gonna tell you what, you are 100 right on both accounts because when it comes to James Cook, and he's a perfect example. You want to talk about a luxury pick? That is a luxury pick. Now, Kyrie Elam is not a luxury pick. He was a need corner. Mm -hmm. If they had one need, I would take corner, and they address it. But you get to the second round, man. Let's say, and this seems just so complete right now, you know, mm -hmm. let's say they didn't sign Roger Saffold or they didn't match Ryan Bates, you know, that uh, tender that he got from Minnesota. Now you're left with a hole at guard. You Are you going to trust Cody Ford? Probably not. So mm -hmm. you might have to take a guard in that second round, even if you don't necessarily love one because of that reason. There's other positions on the football team. We can say the same thing, like Jameson Crowder. They go, that's the Cole Beasley replacement. If they don't have him, maybe they got to take a receiver that they really don't like that much in that spot because it's a need. This was a luxury pick because they didn't really have a lot of needs mm -hmm. because they've really addressed them. Or say Von Miller, if they didn't go out and sign Von Miller, they might have needed to get another pass rusher in somewhere in the first two rounds, maybe even the first round, and they don't get to take the corner that they really liked a lot. Mm -hmm. Brandon Bean said that that was the last guy on their board. You know, we'll take his word for it, that he had a first-round grade on. Whether that's true or not, point being is maybe he doesn't have that luxury. Maybe he would have had to take in a defensive end in the first that they didn't go out and get Vaughn Miller. So that's a great point. And I also agree about the coaching with the development and the bills do have a very good track record, not perfect, but a good track record of developing these guys. Like that's why I don't get mad. When I see uh Terrell Bernard get taken in the third round, my first thought is like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, we need guards. <laughs> Who's it? And also he wasn't even among the linebackers. I knew other linebackers much better than him. Mm -hmm. And then I'm as you kind of sit back and analyze it a little bit, you're like, all right, well, look what they've done with Dawson Knox over the last couple of years, how he developed. You talked about Josh Allen. I agree hundred percent. He's in a different system. He still might be good, but he's sure as shit ain't, you know, arguably one of the top two quarterbacks right now in the NFL. Right. Terrell Ed, or Tremaine Edmonds. They, they developed uh, Trey White. They developed a lot of their own into really, really good players. And I'll tell you, Joe, they're going to have to because I, I did a solo pod a couple of days ago. And I mean, we've talked about this throughout the offseason a little bit, how just how stacked the AFC is. Mm -hmm. But man, it is really freaking stacked, man, because mm -hmm. holy shit. And some of these teams right now, even the, like inside their own division, you have six or seven teams that are going to be contenders. And we've talked about most of these teams. 
as I'm going through these tears and looking at them, I'm like, you know what? You There's two or three teams right now where if the quarterback does take that next step, they're going to throw their names in there as well, mm-hmm. including two teams in the division. Yep. Miami, for sure. I mean, they go out, they get Tyreek Hill. They get they got more than Tyreek Hill, man. They got a lot yeah. of good players. Tyreek Hill's the big one. But mm-hmm. that offense, Chase Edmonds and Hill and Gusecki and, and Jalen Waddle, who's an amazing rookie, they might have better skill position players than the Buffalo Bills right now. Now, obviously, two was not even on the close to the same level as Josh Allen, and that's right. the difference maker. But, yo, if, my, if two of the plays, okay, Miami's there. And laugh, and I know a lot of people are going to laugh at this, but if the New York Jets, if Zach Wilson happens to take a pretty big step in year two, which is not impossible, mm-hmm. I don't like him, but it could happen. Dude, the Jets got a lot of talent. I mean, yeah. that draft, they crushed that draft. They got Sauce Gardner, that Johnson. They got Garrett Wilson, who was maybe the top receiver in this draft. And then they go into round two, and they get a guy Bills fans are very familiar with over the last few months, Brees Hall who, mm-hmm. from what uh, I think Mike Silver wrote an article recently that had Elam not been available, that there was a good chance Brees Hall, he was definitely under consideration for the Bills' first-round pick. Well, the Jets get him in round two. Jets got a lot of talent. Jets had a good draft last year. They got some good young players. Mm-hmm. They got a couple good veteran players, but they got a quarterback who ain't done shit. If they take their, if they, if Zach Wilson improves in year two, the Jets ain't going to be no pushover, man. I think yeah. the Patriots might be the worst I think the New England Patriots could finish last in this division this year. That's how good, potentially, I think this conference as a whole is and the AFC specifically can be. Yeah, the, the, it's it's fascinating. Like the Jets draft, I you know, listen, I, I can think back to some NHL drafts where I was like, wow, I can't believe this team was able to pull all these guys. You know, Grant, that's, those are 18-year-old, 17, 18-year-old guys. But um, but I can think back to a few years back where, where Montreal had a monster, I thought it was a monster draft. I was like, wow, they, they got so many of these guys. And mm-hmm. where, where are the Habs now? Well, they got a chance at the number one pick this year. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, you could, you, you could say like, oh, well, they made the Stanley Cup final, you know, two years ago. But whatever, you know, please. The bubble, the bubble final was weird. You know, anything like that is just weird. But um, you know, but like when you win it on paper, like that's, I mean, to me, that shows that your scouting is, has done their job, you know, or I mean, certainly you get three first round picks. That's <laughs> makes it, makes it a little bit easier to be able to get the guys that, that, you know, have a lot right. of talent, but, but like, you know, with, with these situations, like with Miami with the, and with the jets, the quarterbacks are really young and, you know, it's been done to death that, you know, even last year we were saying about Tua, like, well, if he takes a Josh Allen step, look out for Miami. Well, this time around, it's you're not even looking for that big of a step. Like you're not, you know, you know, Allen year one to year two. It was it was it was a big step, but it wasn't like mind blowing. Year two to year three was a humongous difference. Like that's a huge change. But like if you see if you can see a guy improve. <laughs> And this is going to sound terrible, but if you could see a guy improve to the, to the performance level of like a, like a Tannehill, like not wait seven or eight years to do that. Sure. But like if he can ha- have that kind of performance in the second year of their career, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, Tannehill's, you know, taking the team to the playoffs a couple of years in a row. Like that's AFC know. championship a few years ago. Right. right. So, I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that like, that's their ceiling. Like that's obviously not, what you know, Zach Wilson's ceiling is, you know, or Tua, or even even Mac Jones. 
maybe Mac Jones, that might be his ceiling. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but like, you, you know, like you're, you're not looking for these guys to just like immediately. I mean, if they do blow up huge in their second year, like great, they'll take it. But I mean, when you're talking about guys that are just fresh out of college, man, like NFL still what it used to be. It's just guys are thrown right into the, into the fire, you know, after a few weeks of the season. I mean, you know, showing my old guy ways here, but I can remember when, when the Oilers drafted Steve McNair and they were like, Oh, he came out of Alcorn state. Like, that's not a real, you know, that's not a pro powerhouse, blah, blah, blah. Like we got Jeff Fisher's whole thing was like, well, we're going to have him sit out the year. We have him watch. And then he'll go from there. I forget who was quarterback before that. Maybe Cody Carlson. I don't know. I don't, I don't quite remember who was the quarterback before. We're going back some days there. Sure. Yeah. 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 But like when it was finally time to get in there, it was just like, oh yeah, no, this guy's actually really good. So, you know, but like they, they took their time, you know, they had, you know, having a guy learn on the job like that and just basically hold a clipboard for a whole season. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, You know, you take a quarterback in the first round, the clock starts, you know, for whoever the incumbent quarterback is, the clock starts to when the guy backing you up is going to start. And, you know, it's up to, it's up to that guy to, to, to make sure that doesn't happen. But sometimes it just doesn't matter. Like, you know, think back to yeah, people are going to hate this one, but like, think back to when, uh, when McDermott was, was all hot and bothered to get Peterman into the lineup, you know, when, you know, Tyrod was just basically like, they were waiting for Tyrod to have a, a really bad week. And then it was like, okay, it's Peterman time. Sure. He has that horrible game against New Orleans. The whole team had a horrible game against New Orleans at home. They get smoked. And then, you know, even though they're like right in the playoff race, they were in a wild card spot at that time. McDermott says, hey, all right, it's Peterman time. We got We need to change a quarterback. And that lasted, what, a half? <laughs> you know, like it's just it, it, things like that can happen. But, you know, it, it, it's 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 tough. It's really tough for these teams to try to figure out what exactly they've got until they throw these guys in. But there's no patience now. Like coaches can't wait. You know, coaches getting fired at the drop of a hat now. I mean, sure. I mean, look what happened with Flores in Miami last year. My, I mean, there was a lot going on there. There was a lot going on in Miami. But still, that was a team that, you know, they started out horrible. If they fired him after the first eight weeks, nine weeks of the season, justified. Yeah. But then they, you know, then they win like seven, eight in a row to end the year, and they end up in a, you know, in a, in a, in a playoff race. You're like, okay, maybe they got something here, and then, you know, whatever. But like the pressure's always on; it's never not on. So if you draft a guy and you got a lot of say in that, you you better you, you like you're to save your own neck. You got to put this guy in there. Yeah, look, man, I'm going to tell you, your insight is on today because you dropped the name <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, and I'm thinking, I'm like. You know what? That is a great bar to set right now for two teams specifically that we just talked about, the Jets and Miami. If you get Ryan Tannehill level play from those teams, I think the Jets are respectable. I think they won four and 13 last year. Maybe they go eight and nine this year with Ryan Tannehill level play from Zach Wilson. Still not really a contender yet, but Mm -hmm. a team that's on the rise. If you take Miami... In Tua plays Ryan Tannehill level, I'm telling you now, they're dangerous. Look, Tyreek Hill is a Bills killer. He has destroyed the Bills in the playoffs two years in a row. They've contained him during the regular season, but who gives a shit? Playoffs, Tyreek Hill's killed him twice. Mm -hmm. Jalen Waddell is a stud. Miami is a good football team. See, this is the thing. If you could take the Bills, and I still think the Bills are the best, most complete team in the NFL. And I truly mean that, and it's not even being a fan. I truly mean that 
Right. And I still, you know, they deserve to be the Vegas favorite right now to win the Super Bowl. Not by a lot, mm -hmm. but they they deserve it. Right. If you took the Bills and you flip-flopped them with, say, the New York Giants, and you put the Bills in the NFC, I could sit here and write down in pen right now, the Bills are going to the NFC Championship game. Because <laughs> that conference is weak. There's only a couple mm -hmm. teams. That's the thing. The Bills are a great team, but there's a lot of great teams in the AFC right now. I think yeah. there's five teams that are supreme, and I'm not even going to count Miami or Indy or Denver, who did get Russ Wilson. But you got Baltimore, mm -hmm. who was decimated by injuries last year. They crushed another draft. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's going to be back. They got almost everything except wide receiver. I mean, that team, that defense, they are good, real yeah. good. I still think the Chargers, the Chargers are like Miami in a way. They got a lot of weapons. They can run the ball. They got great receivers. They got a lot of talent on defense, too. The difference is Justin Herbert is a stud, whereas two was not. So you better put the Chargers up there. I don't yeah. care about the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill. Well, I do care. But the Chiefs <laughs> still deserve to be right up there at the top because they still have Patrick Mahomes, who might be the best quarterback in the NFL, probably is. And Travis Kelsey, who is the best tight end in the NFL. And they got other guys and other weapons as well. And a great coach in Andy Reid. Yep. The Bills. And then the one team that I just, I can't believe people still sleep on them. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals. It just blows my mind. They won the AFC last year. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not their fault that the Bills lost against Kansas City and, and they didn't get to play them. And that team went into this offseason with a weak offensive line and they fixed it. They got three mm -hmm. good starters in free agency. Then they go into this draft. They get Dax and Hill. They get Andrew. Uh, and they got another corner too. I can't remember. It might've been Andrew Booth Jr., the guy who I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. I would have been happy if he was a bill. So they got talent in the secondary. People just sleeping on the Bengals like they're going to be like the seventh or eighth seed in the in the AFC this year. I, I just think that's nuts. Joey Burrow's only going to be going yeah. into year three. He still might get better. He had they an incredible year two. They got year two is amazing. Jamar <laughs> Chase is already one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and he was just a rookie last year. Joe Mixon's yeah. good. The, the Cincinnati Bengals are very, 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 very legit. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's uh, and like. The AFC West is a murder show, man. Like all four teams are yeah. incredibly difficult. Like, I mean, you, you haven't even mentioned the Raiders. The Raiders made the playoffs. <laughs> and, they got Devont, and they got Devontae Adams. And right. they got Chandler Jones. Right. And, you know, and Derek Carr is not a bum quarterback. No, like Derek Carr no, can no. sling it. Like, you know, I mean, the question with them is their defense, but like the defense played okay last year. Like, all right. You know, I mean, it, was, it wasn't anything to write home about. Like you're going to get shredded when you're playing the Chargers and the, and the Chiefs twice. Right. You know, in a year. But like, but I mean, you know, Denver adds Wilson. Like, you know, Denver didn't really impress me at all last year, but they hung around and they had no, you know, like Drew Locke playing quarterback. Like, okay, man, cool. Um, you know, that and what Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy, yeah, Bridgewater got hurt. So like, you know, I mean, unfortunately, that always happens. But, but I mean, like the, the West is West is evil. The West is evil. The North is gonna be is gonna be really tough. I mean, we'll see, you know we'll see what happens with Cleveland with Watson, um, Pittsburgh. Every time I want to count out Pittsburgh, they wind up right in the mix. You know, for a wild card spot or the division, they're always because, hanging around. Right, they're always and, good enough to be in the mix. Sure, and, and, and then you got the stinking Colts. Like we haven't even mentioned the Colts or the Titans. Titans were the top team in the AFC last year. I mean, by record, I mean, they they were not the best team in the AFC. Is, but like, it is, I know it is funny. You're right because they were the, they were the top seed in the AFC, but they might not even be one of the best eight or nine teams right now. Right. In this I, I, but, they're, but they're still good. Colts got the Colts have arguably the best running back in the NFL. 
you know, yeah. and and uh, who are they running at quarterback? Oh, Matt Ryan, right? So, you know, Better somebody than Carson Wentz, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it's it's tough, man. Like, if 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 you're able to pick out how the if you're able to predict how the AFC playoff tree is going to set up before this season starts, man, you're you either you're probably incredibly lucky, a or you're a friggin' genius. Like there, there's because it's impossible to see how this is going to shake out. It really is. And like you mentioned, the Jets, and I had to look back, and I was like, they beat a couple of impressive teams last year. Yeah, they did. They beat Tennessee, and who's the other one they beat? They beat Cincinnati. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, they're both home games, and like the Jets very weirdly played very tough at home sometimes, but you know they they would hulk up on occasionally, and you know on occasion, and just. You're like, wow, where's this team been? You're like that Tennessee game, that entire Tennessee game was just like, who the hell's this team? I haven't seen this team play all year. So, you know, and like that was a team that had a couple of young guys on defense that played really, really well. So, you know, I, the, the the arms race, almost literally the arms race in the AFC is is nuts. Like I it's I can't believe all these teams have pushed in this hard because they because I don't know how they even saw an opportunity. Or if it was just because they're like, well, Kansas City and Buffalo are way ahead of us. We got to catch up. Okay, man. Like, I mean, you're, you, I mean, at this point, just just ask to transfer to the NFC. Just be like, just like one year. Like, you put the Colts in the in the NFC South. <laughs> you know, like them and the Bucks are are going head to head for you know for for the for the lead in the division. You put you put Baltimore or Cincinnati in the NFC North. Like, okay, you got Green Bay there, but like. You're gonna whoop up on the other three teams. Sure. There's no, they got no chance. Take any of the other, like, well, I don't know about any of the other teams, but like, you take Miami and put them in the NFC East. Okay, I mean, like Dallas is there, but like, Dallas never, Dallas doesn't do anything. Like, they make the playoffs and then they lose. Like, that's that's what they they're achieve all the time, right. right? So, I mean, the the opportunities in the AFC are really tough, and you know, it's gonna be a, a year where week to week, it's gonna be really hard because you know, and the NFL is already a, a league where, you know, you lose game one and everybody's like, Oh boy. Oh boy. How's this going to work? Yeah. You know, Bills lose the Steelers in game one last year. Everybody's like, well, what the hell? Like, what's going on here? Like Steelers lucked out in that game, mind you, but like nobody thought they were going to win, but sure enough, they did. And you know, everything gets overanalyzed. Everything's talked about nonstop. So every, but like this year, legitimately any loss, every loss is going to be like, Oh boy. Well, you know, how's this going to shake out for the rest of the season? It's going to be really interesting. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
All right, I'm back with Joe Yurden. Look, we can talk about how good the AFC is probably for two or three hours. It's just so goddamn loaded. Let's turn our attention for a few minutes to hockey. And Sabres, obviously, no playoffs for them. But Rochester is in the playoffs. They're in the best of three. And they did win game one on Wednesday night over uh, Bellevue. Thoughts on, let me ask you this. Should fans care because look it's cool that they're in the playoffs mm-hmm. and I, I i get it it's something to get excited about should fans care or, 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 let, let me let me take that back i don't i don't like that question you're gonna get yelled at by everybody in rochester because no, fans do care fans <laughs> do care so again uh, i'm saving myself for what would be a stupid question let me ask you this instead is it overblown a little bit the significance of guys like paterka and Quinn and any prospect, legit prospect that's playing in Rochester right now that's actually in this playoff series and hopefully they can win in in advance. Is it is it really is it overblown or is it legitimately significant that these guys are getting AHL playoff experience? How much do you think that's going to matter ultimately for these guys? Well, in the in the case of guys like Paterka and Quinn, uh, this is the reason why they've stayed down there all season. You know, that's mm-hmm. why you know Quinn wasn't getting a call up. You know the last couple of weeks of the year, you know Paterka Paterka only got some games up here because of injuries, and 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 they wanted to get an early look at him. Sure. Um, well, that's not even the reason. That's getting a look at him wasn't the real reason. They, they've been they get plenty of looks at him in Rochester, but like, um, but that's the reason why those guys were down there all season was to do this to get these kinds of games to get you know to get that kind of competition because playoff games no matter what level the competition level is a lot higher and and the games are tougher and you get to kind of, you get an idea of how these guys are going to perform in those kinds of situations. Like, you know, the fact that they're in this, this series against Belleville where, you know, the the Sens did them a big favor by beating Toronto last game of the year to get the Amherst into the playoffs. So, you know, the, the era of good feelings lasted all of one game for, for, you know, Rochester about, about the senators, but, um, but this is, you know, the, the Sens, that Sens roster is pretty tough. You know, they've got, they've got a couple of nice goalie prospects. Uh, they've got some guys that will probably play the NHL, you know, if not next year, then the year after. But, um, but you know, and the Rochester lineup, listen, it's, it's extremely top-heavy with guys that are going to push for the NHL roster next year. Or, you know, we've already got penciled in. You know, Quinn is penciled in already. Paterka is going to push for it. He's going to be there eventually. He's going to be in the NHL at some point next season question is whether it's going to be right out of camp or not Mm -hmm. uh sean malone you know if malone hadn't gotten hurt for for a spell this season he probably would have been in buffalo for a good stretch he probably would have put cody eakin on the bench for a good long while (laughs) let's put it that way he's had that kind of year um and then obviously uko pekalukinen you know you know he didn't get called up at all because they wanted because a they wanted him to play a bunch and b they wanted him to get these kinds of games now unfortunately he gets hurt in the last the last regular season game against or no second to last regular season game against Utica, and he's out for this series. And you know, uh, they're, the way Seth Appert's kind of couching terms, I wonder if he would be available against Utica in the next round if they advance. So, you know that that's I mean that's really sad, but that's really unfortunate that he won't. They might not be available, but um, but yeah, no these these are the these are the situations that these guys were were meant to be in from the start of the season. Like th- this is where you wanted these guys to, to, to be and to perform. That's why if they hadn't made the playoffs, it would have been really tough. There would have been a lot of second guessing of how Adams ran things at the end of the year, because 
you know, the whole reason you had guys like Quinn down there the whole year was was to play in the AHL playoffs and to see how he performs in those situations. And if they don't get there, then it seems like a lost opportunity to see him more at the NHL level. Same for Lukanen. Like that's, you know, that's where you get some second guessing, you get some questioning and, you know, and then, you know, Sabres and Amherst fans can yell at each other more about like <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. But, um, but, but for right now, yeah, these games are important. Like that was, that was a really long road to get to the answer. Yes. These games are important for them and it matters. <laughs> Switching back to the parent club. So I think a term that we've, said on this podcast you or i whatever several times over the last handful of weeks maybe even six weeks eight weeks whatever is good vibes we've said that mm-hmm. a lot with the sabers there's been a lot of good vibes this second half of the season from the vegas game to the heritage classic to the rick Jennerette stuff to the season finale which you know we taped last week before that happened really cool to come back and win in overtime in his last game lots of good vibes the crowd was great that game it, it was fun and by the way, on Twitter, I think it might have been Wednesday or Thursday, it was the 15-year anniversary of when Jory scored in the final seconds against the Rangers in the mm-hmm. playoffs and then a Finnegan off one in overtime. And I'm telling you, that crowd going nuts and the party in the plaza, people jumping on top of each other, legit chills were going down my arm watching it, man. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God, what I wouldn't do for that, which kind of leads to this. So, yes, feel-good vibes. The Sabres have improved. We're eager to see them hopefully take the next step next season. That said, attendance figures came out for the season and the Sabres were quite literally dead last in the NHL in attendance. They averaged 9,595 fans per game. And as you pointed out to me, and I want you to point out as well to people listening and watching, those numbers can even be inflated because of uh, the heritage game that you you told me about. And also, it also felt like there were plenty of games where they would announce seven, 8,000, and it felt like there were 3,000 in the arena. Like people were actually watching the game. What is it going to take? I mean, obviously winning is the obvious answer, but right. what's this team to do right now to get fans to go to the games? Because us talking about it, us tweeting about it, and things like that is one thing, but to get these fans to physically go into the arena and watch this team play, which by the way, during a lot of these uh, season ending press conferences and locker room cleanouts, which I'm looking forward to you and Lance kind of hitting on, you know, on maintenance, day podcast. You can tell that these players really like when the, the energy that the fans give them and they they're craving it. They want more of that. What, what's it going to take? besides maybe just winning more games or is it that's literally that's just it to get these fans to start walking through those doors more often next year because the finish dead last and the nhl it's pretty embarrassing yeah it's well i it, it's it's really tough like it, it you know the, the, the team itself is in a hole um just based on everything that's happened the last 10 11 years like that's that sure. that's that's the big hill you're climbing up you know mm-hmm. the, the failed uh, you know, the, the failed rebuilds, the, you know, promises left unfulfilled, you know, you know, guys, you know, it just didn't work out, you know, the whole, you know, Jack and Sam and all that stuff, like things just didn't work. So, you know, there are a lot of lines that fans have been fed that, you know, they've, they've been like, okay, all right. Yeah, we're with you. And now that it's, you know, you get to this point, you can, you can try to you know, run out that same reasoning. Fans are going to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, like that's, 
that's what happened with the season ticket stuff this year. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, who's going to make that kind of an investment when it's just kind of like, no, no, really? No, we're, 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 you know, we're really trying here. Like, you're going to like these guys. Like, sure we will. Okay. Um, but it, you know, it, you know, it, yes, winning's winning's the important thing. Uh, playing an exciting style of hockey, which they do now is good because that'll get people in the seats because it's like, well, if they lose, at least it'll be fun to watch. Sure. You know, like that's, you know, that, that's kind of how it was towards the end of the season. It's like, well, they're fun. You know, Hey, if they win bonus, like that's great. But at least, you know, you get to see Thompson score goals or Skinner score goals or, you know, you know, guys like that, you know, Darlene makes some crazy play. Like that's, you know, see, you know, watch Owen power play. Like that's, you know, those are the things that you can, you can build on. Like they, they're not going to, you know, this isn't rebuilding Rome in a day for, for the Sabres. This is, you need to, they need to build on this season and have it grow more. Like they have to be more competitive next year, you know, cause you know, people are going to say, Oh no, they did great this year. They had 75 points. You know, I, I get, it was, you know, the ninth worst in the league, which is not terrible, but against, you know, but amongst the lottery teams, it's your middle of the pack in the lottery. Yeah, they're they're Which not even in the ball. You're not horrible, and you're not in you know you're not in you know you're not in the race for the playoffs either. Like that's not even close. Yeah, like no, a <laughs> hundred points got the Capitals in the playoffs. They're the uh, they were the number eight team this year. Hundred points. They're they they were short by twenty five points this year. That's twelve and a twelve and a half. That's crazy. Wins away. Like that's that's a lot of that's a lot of points. That's a lot of games. When you put it that way, holy shit, that is. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big mountain to climb, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but it's you know you think of like one goal games where you know if it didn't go to overtime, like those are kind of coin flip types of games, you know, or you know a game that goes to you know a game that goes to overtime or the shootout, you know, those are automatically one goal games. But you flip a couple of those, and then it's like you know suddenly those L's or W's, and you're like, okay, we're a little bit closer. You know, it's either an extra two, or one or two points. Um, so I mean, like you know, you can look back on it that like that and say, all right, you know. That's cool. Flip some of those and we'll, and we'll go from there. Um, but there's a lot this team, the, the organization can do. It's not the team, the organization can to do to make, make it people want to go down there. The, 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 the way things have always been thought here is that we put a winner on the ice. We don't need to do anything else for you. You know, like when it comes to you know, giveaways or, you know, season ticket bonuses or, you know, season ticket, you know, boosts for, for buying in mm-hmm. like the, their whole, the whole mentality has been like, well, if we put a winning team on the ice, we don't have to go the extra mile for you. I it's, it seems like that mindset has been changing a little bit. You know, they've been doing some more interesting promos, you know, you know, I, you, sometimes, sometimes, you know, ownership groups will look at giveaways as like, you know, as a cheap way to fill the seats, but like, who cares? <laughs> you know, you want to get people in, in to sit in the seats for for Islanders Sabers game in the you know in the middle of January on a Wednesday night. Give away a bobblehead. Give away something cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it away to enough people so that they'll all get one. You know, <laughs> capping it at you know ten thousand all the time is just like, all right. Well, you've guaranteed maybe that you get ten thousand, which you know aim a little higher. You know, maybe, maybe make it so and if you got extras, whatever, sell them in the store. Okay, who gives a shit? You know, you already make extras anyways. Like you, nobody cares. Right. And like, you know, you, you got money to spend, but make it better for, you know, make it more interesting and make it better for, you know, just casual fans to want to pop down, pop down and watch a game. You know, like that's, you have to do these kinds of things. And, you know, my big thing is also fix up the inside of the damn arena for God's sake. Like, you know, the, the number of times where I've, where I've sat in there for uh, you know, a practice or a morning skate or whatever, 
And, you know, we sit in the 100 level watching from there, uh, from the seats. And like, these are the expensive seats. These are, you know, these are the ones that people pay the most for. And mm -hmm. you've got like broken armrests. You've got some seats that are just totally broken. Everything's covered in some kind of filth. Um, you know, you get rusty, you got rusty bolts putting some of the cup holders on. If there is a cup holder, like just everything's just nasty and gnarly. Just, you got to show that you care about it, you know? And, and you know, I, I saw somebody, somebody got a little upset that, um, that I think Adams was asked a question. He was about that. And it was, it know, was some it fans was, got a little annoyed about that. I'm like, well, ownership's it was, not it was, it was, that's because it was Mike Harrington who asked it. And I, I saw some people get. Cringy. A, I thought it was a legitimate question no, it, because it is it is a shithole inside there. It's right a now. totally legit question because you're not going to get to talk to ownership. You know, Ron Rakui is not going to be in there to, to talk about these things. Yeah. Anytime he had, you know, Rakui was there to talk about build stadium stuff. Somebody would ask him a Sabres thing. And he's like, nah, we'll, we'll get, you know, we're, we're not here to discuss that now. We're like, right. well, you know, we're that's the you know, or, or arena fix up plans. are like, well, that's not our plans right now. Like, <laughs> okay. Like whatever. But, uh, but I mean, you know, you gotta do, you gotta do something. You gotta make it a little nicer inside for people. You know, I, I think about like Tampa Bay's arena, the Tampa Bay's arena, you know, you know, Amelie arena is, I don't think it's that old. It's certainly not as old as, as uh key bank center. Right. But they, but they put a lot of money into, you know, sprucing up the look in there. Like they put like, you know, they put Tesla coils in there, first of all, for, for goal celebrations, which is, you know, you're, yeah. you're not, not going to have a Buffalo with swords running around the arena in, in here. So like, you're just not going to do that. Or people running around with swords be like, go Sabres. You're just not doing that here. But, um, but like, you know, they, they centered part of the upper level around the organ. Like they put in this giant pipe organ there. It's gorgeous. It's, it's looks unbelievable. Like they've made everything look a lot nicer in there. It's, it's a much more pleasant place to see a game than I guess it that it used to be. But, you gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta spend money to make money, and like that, that way of thinking of things with the Sabers hasn't always been there. I mean, it's, you know, there was a couple of seasons under Bottrell where they spent to the cap and over it, but you know, that you know, it's only that that'll only go so far on the ice. But like to get people into the arena and make them want to be there, we'll put a winner on the ice and make it nicer to be there. <laughs> you know, it's uh, Kevin Adams. I, I did watch his press conference earlier. This. He kind of he did some good dancing around. Mike's question about it inside, you know, just being terrible. And it was mainly, you know, we're going to win games and that'll excite fans. But also, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he alluded to the fact of tell us what you'd like to see done. I'm like, why? What are you going to really do about right. it? Absolutely uh, I shouldn't nothing. Have, I shouldn't have to need a tetanus shot to, to sit in the 100 levels, you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing. It's it, it's not good. Uh, one other Sabre thing of note, too, because by the time we take this next week, we will know next Tuesday, May 10th, is the NHL draft lottery. The Sabres have the ninth best chance of winning the lottery, 5.4%. And the way the draft is, if people don't know, they're they're drawing two teams, so there two teams will be at the top of the lottery. So the worst the Sabers can draft is eleventh. Obviously, the best they can draft is one or two. Mm -hmm. um, for them to finish eleventh, that would mean two teams after them would have to both get into the lottery. Unlikely. So in all probability, so they're drafted first, second, ninth, tenth, or eleventh. Those will be the spots they draft. And in terms of Vegas, because I know a lot of people are interested mm -hmm. in how that goes. Um, the Sabres own that pick unless they get into the top 10. Now, the only way they get in the top 10 is if they win the lottery. So if you're watching from home, you don't want Vegas to win the lottery. If they get in the top 10, that does you no good if they win the lottery. So don't get excited about that. 
So ideally, and mostly real, most realistically, the Sabres are going to pick ninth or 10th. And then they'll also get the 16th pick as long as uh, mm -hmm. Vegas uh, doesn't get in there. I got a request for you for maintenance day podcast. The one you do with Lance. Yeah. I, you could, you and Lance could do it much better than me. I would love to have an entire segment focused on Jeff Skinner because I think the Sabres, you know, this year, the big storylines have been Darlene becoming mm -hmm. a, a stud or Tate Thompson, obviously 38 goals, just an absolutely incredible year. Lots of storylines. And I kind of feel like to some extent, Skinner, not fully, but to some extent is kind of one under the radar. I mean, the dude had 33 goals this year. It's the, um, he had seven goals. I'm looking up his numbers now, seven goals in 53 games last year and only 14 and 59 the year before mm -hmm. he has scored 30 goals now five times in his career. You and Lance could do it much better than I can. So I'm going to put in a little bit of request here to, uh, <laughs> for, if not this week that coming up for you guys soon, I would love to hear a, a, a deep thought conversation or a deep mm -hmm. dive into Jeff Skinner and how much, you know, beyond just the obvious with Ralph Kruger, what makes this guy. Yeah a really good player. I think you and Lance would crush that. Um, let me, let me tell you we're, we're the off season. Lance and I talked about this, uh, this past week, the off season, we're just like, ah, oh, well, you know, the season ran a little longer, you know, we'll have a few, we'll have fewer weeks to get this training camp. And then I counted up the weeks. It's 20 or 21 weeks until training <laughs> camp starts. So we're going to have a lot of time on our hands. To, you'll be a player by player podcast <laughs> of, of how things are going to go. If we, if we really wanted to do it that way. So sure. I, I think you're going to get a, a Skinner centric episode at some point in the off season. I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> All right. I'll be looking forward to that. Last week, our starting five draft or not last week. Was it last week? Or was it two weeks ago? Two weeks it was ago. two weeks ago. Last week, we didn't do one because the bills draft and the Sabres, um, our final game, home game or whatever. Or was, what was it? It was something last Thursday that we didn't do it. I don't know. We were busy as shit. We said we're it was not definitely doing the draft. draft. The draft it was, was definitely, definitely the, the reason to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Plus, the Sabres did have a, a game. They played Thursday night, and we taped mm -hmm. uh, after the game. But anyway, we did first name Chris. I, you know what? I I won this one 63 to 37%. I'll run through them like we always do. I drafted Chris Rock, Chris Farley, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Jericho, Christopher Reeves. Joe took Chris Evans, Chris Paul, Chris Pratt. Christopher Walken and Christopher Lloyd. My only two thoughts on it are this. My take in terms of the draft itself is if this would have been done on a national level, if this was talking United States podcast instead of talking Buffalo podcast, I think Chris Paul would have played very well. But I think maybe in the Buffalo market, people really don't care about Chris Paul. That's my one thought. Or, or the NBA. <laughs> or the NBA. Exactly. My other thought was, we talked about this a little bit before we started taping. I was like, yeah, it was like not, not the most exciting category. Like we try to make these as fun as possible. Yeah. Sometimes they might fall a little flat. Sometimes they go over really well. This was one of those. And look, when you do 41 of these, like we've done, you're they're gonna, from time to time, you're going to have some that fall a little bit flat. And this was for me, this was definitely one of them. I just, I don't know. Was it exciting? Yeah. People voted. I mean, the votes were there. There were some mm -hmm. comments here and there, but it just, I don't think people, I don't think this resonated that well. It's still a W for your boy though, man. So, well, I mean, Hey, listen, take a dub, take a dub. <laughs> Even an ugly dub is still a dub. Like that's well, fine. It, but yeah, but yeah, we it, talked about it and we were just kind of like, man, if we're, if we're reaching on, you know, people's first, you know, famous first names, like 
Yeah. I don't know. It felt more like doing homework than, than right. doing a poll. You know, like it was just kind I of agree. Like, eh, I, I I completely agree. We All don't right, want so- it to get to that point. We don't want it to <laughs> we don't want to get to the end and be like, oh, we're doing this again. Like yeah. we don't like that's the last thing we want to be doing. So right. again, we'll I'll, I'll jump on you, Pat, here and say put, we're putting out the call. If you got some good ideas, we'd love to hear them. So oh yeah, absolutely. Tweet at us for sure, man. I, I did that once before and we got a shitload of them actually. Mm-hmm. And it went over well. So maybe we, uh, I'll put that up on Twitter as well this week for some ideas. Well, this week, again, I just watched all these MCU movies, so I'm not letting this go to waste. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I thought we were doing MCU characters. I made a graphic for MCU characters. If you happen to be watching on YouTube right now, you could even see it up there. Mm-hmm. I had something all set to go. And then Joe pointed out again, right before we started taping, <laughs> that we've already done these, duh. I'm like, yes, God damn it. I had to look because I still didn't believe you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I believed you, but I couldn't remember. Right. And lo and behold, you were right. But we are going to keep this. Now we're going to do MCU movies. There's 27 of them. Again, Mm -hmm. I just watch them all. Doctor Strange is coming out this weekend. I just feel like this is the perfect time to do it. And little pro tip here. So it probably doesn't always go over. I don't know your preparation process. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you kind of write some stuff down or think about it or if you just do it on the fly every week i don't know i don't ask you that but i can tell you that i generally speaking come up with eight to ten names for every category we do and i at least do some homework on it mm-hmm. and try to have an idea of what we're going to do i don't we're literally doing this on the fly right now because yeah. i had zero prep time so i'm probably going to refer to my own little power rankings list that i've come up with we'll see how that plays out but yeah man no no pre-thoughts here no strategy this is right. literally going to be on the fly <laughs> I went first for the Chris's because I took Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. So that means you're going to be up first. So you're going to have your first. And again, these are the 27 MCU movies, not the uh, TV series. So if anyone's no. out there yelling, well, we'll take low key the TV series. No, these are the 27 yeah. MCU. Take movies. Hawkeye. Like, no, sorry. We're not, we're not, we're not doing that. Right. Exactly. So you're up first, man. What, what uh, you gonna go with? Yeah, so there are so there is a lot of movies. I mean, geez, there's so many. Like, I almost get tired thinking about. It. You said 27 movies. I'm just like, oh my god. By the way, one other thing too. I, <laughs> I asked you. I can't believe you did that. Honestly. I asked I, you a crazy. question. I asked you a question, and you almost were like um, offended by it because <laughs> I forgot about the MCU characters. I asked you. I said, "Are you an MCU guy?" And he says, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like, I, I offended like, you with that. Are shit. you are you into the comics at all? Like. What? What do I need to show you my bookcase, man? Like, God's sake! Like, I've got a, I have a, I have a handful of graphic novels sitting in my trunk that I was just like, I need to, you know, find somebody to donate these to or sell them or something. Like, it's just a pile of stuff. Like, there's, there's so much crap on my shelf, and then there's even more in my car. So, I mean, if you ever see me out someplace and you just want some random graphic novel, hey, hit me up. I got. It. Uh, I might not even charge you for it. I just maybe mm-hmm. please take these. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know. I know what is going on here, Pat. So uh, with that, like there's, there's, there's quite a few contenders that you could take number one here. I don't think there's one that's an absolute, you know, runaway, you know, runaway and hide choice Mm -hmm. with this. So I, 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 to me, there's like five or six where I think if you pick it, you're justified. Um, For me though, I'm going to go with one that I think is genuinely really good, but it's also one that I really enjoyed watching. Uh, and for me, that's Thor Ragnarok. You fucker. 
Why were you thinking I was not going to take that? Or, or, or like you were already had designs. Did you already have it written down that you were going to take it second or third? That was my number one for a long, long time. Oh, too, man. man. Okay. Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. No, the whole movie. And it's fresh in my mind because I, you know, it was a Twitter conversation talking about Kate uh, Blanchett as Gila, which, whoo, buddy. Wow. Like, um, <laughs> damn. But, uh, but yeah, but like the whole movie is just funny like you know it's hemsworth at his best uh you know him and hulk thor and hulk playing off of each other you, know, you get you got what uh jeff goldblum popping in for for a hot minute um uh, just all like the goofball stuff that goes in and it's also like pretty vital story to like thor's storyline i don't i don't know how much it plays you know to the giant perspective of the entire avengers thing but like it's a pretty vital thing like it's a it's a pretty big cog so uh, but yeah, that, that was a movie where I was just like, I left the theater and I was like, oh, that was very satisfying. That was very good. So that's, that's one where I'm just, I, I feel very confident in saying that is it's my most enjoyed one. So I feel like I can take it. Number one. I'll say this too, man. The one liners endless in there. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. And, um, also the scene where specifically where Hulk and, uh, Thor are fighting, and at some point, Hulk takes him and just starts smashing him on the ground. And Loki <laughs> got up. He was so excited because it, re it reminded him of when he got smashed up by Hulk. When Loki did, I literally started laughing out loud during that. And yeah, Loki's like a bad guy and a good guy in the same movie. It's just, yeah, yeah that movie had absolutely, absolutely everything. So mm -hmm. that was one of my, that very well may have been, if I had the first pick of this draft, I thought I'd be throwing out a shocker by taking him, but no, apparently no, not. Not no, no. It's like it's like I said. Like, it, there's there's probably five or six that you're you're justified in being. Sure, I, that's I think that's the best one. I agree. All right, so I got two here. The first one I'm going to take. I don't think this is going to be a surprise, but I, I'm going to go with the Avengers Endgame, just because of the sheer consequence of it. I mean, everybody is in that movie and. And by the way, at this point, there are no spoilers. So, I mean, if you ain't watch these by now, tough Not shit. Not pulling Shady McCoy on this one. I didn't know, again, maybe because I have no history, prior knowledge of how these play out. Like, I have never read any of the comic books. I have mm -hmm. no idea what's going to happen. These are things that happen to me that I have no idea they're happening. Did not know. Tony Stark's gone. Uh, Natasha, gone. Mm -hmm. Captain America goes back or stays in time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? At, at yeah. the end. The emotion of it all, it was just fucking phenomenal, man. Mm -hmm. it, it was absolutely phenomenal. A lot of times, because there's a couple Avengers ones where I think where they just stuff so much shit in at once that it just moves yeah. so fast. It's just so chaotic that you don't get, nothing gets to breathe. Mm -hmm. This one I thought was, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I thought it was perfect. So that's going to be my first one. And then my other one, and this is going to be recency bias, I'm sure. To some people, at least anyway, but I just watched it. It was the last one. I just watched it for the first time a couple nights ago. Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home. I mm. I loved it. All three Spider-Man were in there. One of the things I've always wondered, and again, this is coming from someone who's un uneducated and doesn't know a lot about the MCU, uh, the universe, okay? Mm -hmm. I've always wondered. I'm like, all right, well, I know Tobey Maguire has been Spider-Man. I know Andrew Garfield's been Spider-Man. How the hell, and now this other guy, is spider-man i'm like what the hell's going on here are they just getting different guys to do the same thing the way they made it so that those two appeared in the movie was awesome 
Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, God, why Tom Holland is the character, the guy who plays Peter Parker? Yes. Spider-Man, Tom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal, man. When mm-hmm. Aunt May dies, the emotion he has, and when he realizes the consequence of everything, it's just, it, it tore me up, man, at the yeah. end. Between his, and then when he has to let go of MJ and his best friend because he knows that's what's best for them to have a good future, to be able to go to college and stuff like that, and he wants to tell him who he is, but then he ultimately he doesn't. He knows what his responsibility is. I just, I don't know, man. I got really emotional watching that. It gave, plus the action. I mean, holy, I think it got nominated for an Oscar for best visual effects, which not mm-hmm. a lot of these movies actually have. The, 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 the fight scenes, the action scenes, just, I, I absolutely love this movie. So, yeah, Spider Man No Way Home. That, yeah. That'll be my second one. That's it. That's, that's a real, that's, I, I cannot argue with, with either of those. Those are super picks. That's um, new. It's the newest one too. Well, Doctor yeah. Strange is the newest one, but anyway, oh, yeah. this is the most recent one before that. All right, you yeah. got two coming up. Uh, so uh, I gotta, I gotta, I feel like I have to intercept you because your your first pick was Endgame. I gotta go in Avengers: Infinity War because it's it's also extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie made me very anxious to see how they were gonna follow that up because of the way the way the way Infinity War winds up. Holy crap, man! Like you know, Thanos gets his way and gets to gets to do what he wants, and it's like, oh, they really did that. Okay, that's crazy. But, <laughs> you know, it's uh, because like it, that's something you a hundred percent do not expect to happen. Like because you're right. just, ah, how they get to, yeah, come on, you conquer the bad guy, the Avengers, come on. It, the formula is always you conquer the bad guy, but then the next bad thing gets set up. This way. You went to a wrestling match and the bad guys all won. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it, you know, and then like there, there's some scenes where, you know, it became like a meme instantly. Like the second you get over like the shock of seeing it in the movie or whatever. But the, you know, the, the scene where Peter Parker, he goes, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so well. See ya. Like he's gone. You're like, what? He just melted Superman. Like that's crazy. Or Spider-Man. Holy geez. Like that's, oh man. But yeah, that was, I mean. It, it, it's tougher because it's like on the sad end of things because like the, you know, it's a really tough way for a movie to end, but like the mm-hmm. whole build up to, you know, to getting the infinity stones and all the stuff that happens and all the other characters that, that show up, you know, that maybe you weren't expecting to see, like, you know, I see seeing red skull show up again. You're just, Oh, what? What? How? Like, well, how did that happen? Like, that's crazy. Um, but you know, you get, you get, like all that happening and it's still it's like an all-star game you know both that and endgame are you know all the avengers movies are all-star games but mm-hmm. um, but that was a super one like i i really enjoyed that and you know the end game payoff is obviously great so um so yeah I, I gotta go with that one and then you could probably could have predicted this captain america the winter soldier uh is is the next pick because i've said uh. i've said like a lot that this is like the of all the Marvel movies, this is like the best spy movie. Um, and this, the scenes that you can take away, like take away out of this as like being like all time scenes. There's a few of them. Uh, there's Captain America in the elevator. First of all, the elevator fight is sick. Like that's, that's a, that's a, it's such an awesome scene, but also the fight on the causeway where Bucky, you know, winter soldier shows up and just starts creating mayhem all over the roads and it's and cap is just like oh boy here we go like that whole scene is nuts like that's that's an awesome thing but but also you get like robert redford in the movie being a total dirtbag like that's 
okay. he was awesome. What a great guy to pull out for that. Realistic. He was. I believed it. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like you see him in that movie, you're just like, I don't know if I trust that guy. Yeah. Sure enough, you can. Um, but yeah, like the the way that that the way that whole movie plays out, man. That's that's still one of my absolute favorites. It's a that's a really good pick. You know, the funny thing about Infinity War, I got to say this too. When that came out, I didn't. I hadn't at that point watched many of the MCU movies, and I I'd never mm -hmm. seen that. And I remember the internet just getting inundated with those mm -hmm. dust memes. People oh, disintegrating. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever a team lost or a player did bad or something, there yep. would be graphics of a. Uh, you know, of, of, of people disintegrating. It was driving yeah. me fucking nuts because I didn't know what any of that <laughs> like, was about. Like, what is this dust shit? I don't know. Yeah. What the hell's happening? I loved Winter Soldier. I had both those in my top five, by the way. I'm, my, I'm looking at my power rankings that I did for nice. these. All right, so I got two here. This one, I think I like this more than a lot of other people do. And I, I guess because I've gotten, of all the ones I've like put up there, at least on Facebook anyway. People oh, no, you're not going to pick what I think you're going to pick. No, I, well, it's another Avengers one. It, it's Age of Ultron. And I think there's a very mixed bag. See, I know you can see that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I Again, I like them all. I just, I'm partial to the ones where they're together. You also got Juan and mm -hmm. Pietro there for the first time. The only, I liked everything about that except the voice. Um, you don't like James Spader? Ultron. No, because you know why? I thought is I was it, watching. Is it distracting because it's Spader? It's, it, yes. Because I was okay. like, is this Robert California from The Office? <laughs> playing the role. <laughs> Of, a of this evil guy. robot, yes. <laughs> I like this. I admittedly like this movie again more than I think most people do, including quite obviously yourself. Yeah. I can tell by your uh, your initial reaction. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to stick with my guns, man. I'm 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 going to stay with that one. And then um, for my second pick, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that yeah. a lot. Didn't know yeah. anything about any of these characters by the end of the movie. I really liked them. And by the way, had we done. And we did do it. I just don't remember. Drax is a very underrated, funny character. Did yes. you see what I'm talking about mm -hmm. on there? Chris Pratt. It's almost like one of those ensemble casts where, like Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld, but I don't know that I even, Jerry Seinfeld, I don't even know if he was one of my three favorite characters on the show. That's mm -hmm. kind of how I almost feel about Chris Pratt as Star-Lord right now. Like, I like a lot of, I like Rocket Raccoon. I love, obviously, Groot. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of things about this movie that I actually like more than I liked uh chris pratt but anyway yeah. i feel pretty good about that one i know age of ultron we'll see how that goes but I, again i gotta stick to my guns so that's what i got now you're gonna have your last I respect two that. here i respect i respect that you're sticking to your guns like, you don't you, all right let me ask you this before mm -hmm. you make your two because quite obviously right. you don't agree which is good what, right what, what what did you not like about ultron or is it just that you think that there's a lot more that you just like more than that you didn't necessarily dislike it I I just think the whole tone of that movie is just very off. Um, and maybe it's just because of the, you know, the um the Ultron character itself, but it's just, you know, it, that, that's one where like I read you know, I read the graphic novel. Okay, you know, fine. Like I'm not gonna be one of those people who's like, well, it's different in the book. Say, well, that's not how it should be. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull that crap because listen, the movie universe is is related to but different than how they do stuff in the books. But like, I, I don't know, man. It's just something about it just didn't sit totally right with me for whatever reason. Like, I just mm -hmm. was like, eh, whatever. Okay. I just like, eh, it's like, I mean, I mean, if you want to watch it, okay, fine. Like, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be shitty towards you for picking it. Like, I'm just kind of like, I just don't agree. I, I just don't agree that it belongs that high up. That's, that's my Fair main enough. thing. 
I also think you're going to get killed for having it there. So, you know, it might, <laughs> it might work to my benefit. Let's put it that way. Um, so my, my next two, I got to go with black Panther. Okay. Uh, black Panther was awesome. And, you know, not just for, um, not just for the, the, you know, the title, the title character, but also Killmonger. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is, he as was Killmonger. great. Holy Jesus. He was great. What a performance out of him. And like, again, the memes, he's like, is this your King? You know, like that, that whole part where he's doing, is this your King? Like that became an instant thing on, on the internet to, you know, some, you know, some team that's supposed to win shows up and then they don't win. And then it's like, Oh, is this your, is this your King? Is this your team? Like this is how it's supposed to be like, Okay, but like it's that's one where it sticks out, and like you know the the Wakanda Forever thing just really stuck out in in popular culture as well. And you know, I mean, listen, sure. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, I I can't believe they're going to recast. I mean, they they kind of have to, um, but like I can't believe they're just not going to just let it be. Just be like, okay, nobody's going to do it as good as as Boseman did, and like just leave it alone. <laughs> you know, just you, you hate to cut out any characters because like. You know, you don't want to do that in, in comic stories, but like, man, how are you gonna how are you gonna find somebody better than him to do that? Like, that's that's really tough. Yeah, it's really yeah. tough. So I thought about that recently. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's super sad. It's super sad what happened, but um, but I just I just don't know how you I just don't know how you how you can try to recast that. Like, they're they're gonna like they're they're gonna do it, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, and I think for my other one. Hmm. This is this is tricky. Just because th- there's I mean there's there's a few contenders for me. Um and I'm torn between a couple of them. But I don't know, for me that the first Iron Man really sets the tone. Like okay. you know, that that I mean that was I mean that was I think that was the first movie out of the bunch. And the way that that to me, it still stands out. You know, Robert Downey Jr. was awesome. And like, you know, he's basically a rock star, Tony Stark. And, you know, the, the whole way Favreau directed that was just, it was awesome. And like the whole way it plays out, everything about it is just like a super, super good movie. And it sets the table for everything. Now, I don't know if this is just like being like an OG favoritist or whatever, just being like, ah, well, you know whatever of course he likes the older movie but the older movies like what 10 years ago it's not that old but it's like 2012 yeah yeah so yeah 10 geez 10 years they cranked out 27 movies in 10 years my god crazy um so yeah i gotta i'm gonna go with the first iron man because to me it still stands up um and it's it's just so well done it's it's such a well done movie and you know you know and, and i hope i'm not dissuading you from from your next pick but iron man 2 stunk like Iron Man two stunk out loud. Mickey so made, Rourke, yeah, and it made Iron Man the original Iron Man stand out way better. You're like, wow, well, this is they better not continue down this road because if they keep making movies like Iron Man two, this ain't gonna last. But yeah, um, but yeah, that but the first one, first one's so good. It's it's just so good. I wanted to say about Black Panther and more specifically uh, Chadwick Bosman. I I didn't get the hype about him at first, like because I had only seen I didn't see the Black Panther movie. And I had only seen him in uh, with the Avengers in smaller mm-hmm. parts. And I'm like, all right, you know, all right. And then I watched Black Panther and I'm like, all right, I get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's phenomenal. 
and it sucks and it's a big loss and it's gonna be very difficult to uh to replace i really enjoyed that movie he a lot, played man. uh chadwick boson played a hell of a jackie robinson too i can't remember the name of the group because again i, I mean i just watched 27 of these and mm-hmm. you know, i'm getting old and, and stupid and i <laughs> i don't retain memories that well but that the, the guy he defeated who ultimately kind of saved him oh god i can't remember it was a really good redemption story though with uh god i i can't think of the the group the guy he beat but then he's the oh, one yeah, yeah, they yeah. thought he was dead but he wasn't mm-hmm. dead and they they saved him yep kept him frozen anyway i i thought that movie was apps i thought it was phenomenal all right mm-hmm. so i got two more here my last two i will say this okay now i'm getting into areas where thor ragnarok was the best thor okay no question about it for me but i like the first thor not as much but I like it enough to draft it here with my fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. This is one of two movies that got me really into this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew nothing about Thor really before watching this. And I, I just think Chris Hemsworth is so good, man. He's so good. Plus, I like Natalie Portman a lot too, man. I just think that I mean, performance hot, man. I like yeah. <laughs> so I, Fair. I, re- I like her Fair. a lot too. So, and again, not no real deep explanation, but so I'm going to go Thor. Mm-hmm. And then for my last pick, wait, wait, this, wait, wait, wait. What? I mean, your last pick? That was your last pick. Oh, that was my last pick. What are you talking about man? Son of a bitch! Don't I? Can I have six? <laughs> no, no, you can't have a six. God damn it! No, you don't get six. Pick. I know it's your birthday. <laughs> I know it's your birthday. You're not getting no six birthday picks. pick. No, <laughs> no. Sorry. All right, I got to be the Grinch you. for your birthday, man. All right, so. You could be the Grinch, but it was a toss up <laughs> between the two of them. The one was, I'm not going to take. One? In, the other one is obviously going to be an honorable mention. I like Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Which, by the way, I went when I watched these, I watched them not in order that they were released. I saw a list. I did them chronologically. Mm-hmm. That's the way. And this was the very first one chronologically, at least anyway. I don't know about how it would go in terms of release. Mm-hmm. There's a really good story. It really, I kind of like the ones where it's just not all in your face. And, and I'm learning about like the extraterrestrial stuff and mm-hmm. you know, the multi-universes and stuff. But this one was just a regular, it felt like a regular movie to me, you know, and then yeah. it kind of went from there. Well, I can't pick it though. That's freaking bullshit. <laughs> what man. is mean bullshit? <laughs> Taking you want to take six movies. Like, Let me you ask you quickly. You I, I feel like when I made the pick, you you answered this question, but is there one or two of these? Obviously, you didn't take them or whatever that you feel <laughs> like they weren't that good. Like they got a lot of hype, but that you just personally didn't enjoy them that much. Um hmm. Uh, or they just all that good. I don't know. I, well, the ones that I don't know, Civil War, uh, uh, Captain America, Civil War, I did not like. And yeah, I, I'm I, not I think a big that's, fan of that either. I, I think that I think a big part of that is due to like lo- really loving how the comic story was and hoping like that. That might be my fault on on why I don't I don't think it's that good. But I, I the way the comic story is made me really want that story to be the one out front. Like that was the one where I was like, oh man, if they, if they can recreate that story, that would be amazing. But instead, you know, the twist with, you know, with, um, with, you know, with Bucky, you know, killing Tony Stark's dad and all that. I'm just like, come on. Like, yeah. Creating, creating like a conflict between Cap and Iron Man. I'm like, geez, 
like, what, like, what are we doing here? That's like, you know, that's like having like Batman versus Superman, except Superman's the one that killed, that killed, that killed the Waynes, you know, like that's like, like what are you doing, man? You know, like that's, that's crazy. Or, or Batman kills the Kents. Like Jonathan yeah. Kent dies because, you know, because Bruce Wayne like dropped a, dropped a car on him or something like that's, you know, like that, that's, that to me is just, I don't know that, that, that really sours it for me. And I was just kind of like, man, you're going to, and like, you know, the, the Avenger game, the adventure movies to follow that were built off, you know, obviously you're building off that storyline. I'm just like, man, like, okay. It's like, oh, they got to put their differences aside to fight the bigger evil. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I know. For me, (laughs) for for me, just because I liked it so much, the first one, and in fact, it's in my my draft. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy two was kind of a a letdown. I didn't like Kurt Russell and Old Planet stuff, and Mm -hmm. yeah, that 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 just didn't do a lot for me. Let's. uh, I will say though, Michael Rooker being involved with Guardians of the Galaxy was awesome. Michael Michael Rooker rules. Like any, put him in anything, and I'm just like, all right, cool. We got an awesome. We got an awesome. At least one awesome character involved here. I agree. And then the other thing too is, as I, again, I've done these, so I watched them and then I power ranked them and I would write up a little review for Facebook and Twitter, but Facebook was a little more detailed. The one thing I think I was wrong about in hindsight, but at the time I just wasn't feeling it. And because they were also earlier movies is Iron Man, all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I started, except for two, I agree with you. I think two was not good. And when I looked at my rankings when I was done, I was like, hold on, Iron Man 1 is way too low. It should be much higher. And mm-hmm. I also, Iron Man 2 should be much lower because that was one of the worst movies mm-hmm. of all. I would say the worst movies were, was uh, Iron Man 2, The Externals, which <laughs> I hated that movie. They should be called The Externals. They should cast them right right the hell out of the MCU. Well, just like, the, I, I, didn't, I did not like The Incredible Hulk with, with Ed Norton Jr. Although I like Ed Norton Jr., it just didn't feel like a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know the new one's coming out, but I did not like the first Doctor Strange. It just, mm-hmm. and then I know a lot of people were higher on that than I am. Anyway, let's uh, let's review these. So Joe went with Thor Ragnarok, The Avengers Infinity War, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Black Panther, and Iron Man. I went with The Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man No Way Home, The Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy, and four um uh, this is gonna be i i I would anticipate this being competitive what do you think i hope so i mean i i think age of ultron is gonna give you problems i think i think that's that one's gonna genuinely give you problems i think me picking iron man might be one where it's like oh man you could have picked this you could have picked that like okay i know i know there's 20 other movies i could have picked i'm sorry like (laughs) sorry i sorry i didn't pick the one that you thought should be there like it from I, I don't know if 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 I was going to do a do-over, maybe I take the first Avengers movie, or maybe I take Captain Marvel. Like those those were competitors, but you know, Iron, like Iron Man's Iron Man's the one that set the table for everybody, and it's still really good. So shut up, I, everybody. I I feel like uh, I have no idea. I don't know the yeah. MCU universe, the fans. I don't know them that mm-hmm. well. I don't know what's going to resonate. Again, I'm kind of new to this, but this was fun, and I'll tell you this: I can't wait to see how it plays out. I mean, I'm always interested in seeing how our drafts play out, but Mm -hmm. this one specifically, um, I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, everyone give Joe a follow. And and by the way, tweet at us ideas. Like Joe said, I agree 100%. If you got some pop culture related ideas that you would like to see us draft, tweet at myself at Pamela Tweets or tweet at Joe Yurden and we will uh, 
we'll, we'll do it, man. As long as it's not something that's too stupid. Yeah. You know, I won't call out stupid ones anyway, but <laughs> make sure you check out Main and Stay podcast with Joe Yurden and Lance Lazowski every Monday. I'll be looking for that Jeff Skinner centric episode <laughs> as, as well. But uh, thanks as always for doing this, man. This was, this was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, I mean it. I really, I legit, I look forward to seeing how this one plays out. Thanks yeah. as always, man. You know, I love having you on. Absolutely. No, and I, I love being here. It's It's fun. And I'm glad to take part in all of this. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.